listening to First Church Charlotte. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand. If you've got a need in this place, you can leave here different than you showed up. God can do the impossible in your life today. And I feel like somebody's going to leave here different. I feel like somebody can leave here with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I feel like somebody can go down in Jesus' name. I'm so grateful at the love of God. I'm so grateful for allowing Thank you so much, First Church, for allowing me to be here. Uh, I am truly honored. I do not take this lightly. I do not take this place for granted or lightly at all. I honor you so much. Thank you, leadership team, and all you do. What a first class. First Church is first class. Thank you, leadership team. I also want to say thank you to the music team. What a phenomenal job they have done in ushering in the presence of Almighty God. I give much honor to your pastor and his wife, Pastor Nathan, is one of the greatest Christians I know. I'm so excited uh, and so honored that, that uh, he has allowed me to come, and I honor him in his absence. Why don't you clap your hands? You all are so blessed with the leadership that you have in Pastor Nathan and his wife. If you have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 43, and as you're getting that, I want to take a moment and just say I want to give extreme honor. I'm so humbled to stand in the presence of greatness in Bishop Elms that is here today with his wife. Bishop, I love you so much. You and your wife mean so much to us. You all don't ever stop honoring such pillars like Bishop Elms and his wife. We stand on their shoulders. We stand on... Listen, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. They're still working. They're still doing the move of God. Oh, is that, a, is that really necessary to, you know, we understand their pillars, but I mean, do we really? Can I take two seconds just to preach this? You know why I honor our, our elders and our, and, our, and our pillars? The Bible says that Samson, in a moment that he was blind, grabbed a hold of a young lad's hand. And together they walked. And he leaned on some pillars. An elder generation, a current generation, with a young generation, Together, we can bring the house down. We can do more. Oh, my God. Somebody needs to lean on some elders. Elders, don't you think just because I got no age and I can't do nothing, nothing no more, you ought to grab one of these young people every once in a while and say, let me tell you how we used to dance. Let me... I behaved this morning, but 
I might not behave this 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 morning. Y'all done gave me a shirt. I'm home now. I come to set this battle in array. I come to mess you up. I come to let somebody know, Satan, you can't have my worship. going to make me misbehave up here. Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43. I honor a man that has traveled with me up here. He is uh, truly a man among men. I respect him greatly. I want to give special honor uh, to my friend he helps so much. God is using him greater than ever before. And I want to honor uh, Brother Donnie Ada lot. Thank you so much for coming with us, being here. I love you, my friend. I give honor to my wife and son that is here. She's the pretty one right, right there on the third row there. I'm so glad they are able to be with me here today. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Now that doesn't mean that you should not think about me just because I got some gray hair in my head. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. A number of years ago here in North Carolina, we had some floods happen. Anybody remember that? It was flooding everywhere. There was water in places we never even, I mean, it was everywhere. We almost got stuck here in Fayetteville. Couldn't, couldn't move. Couldn't do nothing for two, three days. And I began to think, I said, Lord, how is this happening? And, and, and I was a little upset. Can I be honest? I was a little frustrated because I couldn't go nowhere. Because there was water everywhere. And the Lord said, I wish you would open up your eyes and realize what I'm doing. What I'm showing you physically is what I'm doing in the spirit. I'm going to show up in places you never thought I could show up. I'm going to deal with things you never thought. The water is just going to overflow. And I'm telling you, First Church, right here in this city, God is saying, I'm going to do things that you never thought I could do. I'm going to manifest myself in places you never, you will be shocked. And it's going to be new. I want to talk to you about a new thing this morning. Lord, in the name of Jesus. 
Why don't you pray with me? God, I'm asking you right now that you would give me clarity of thought and speech. Let your anointing saturate this place. God, have your way. Touch somebody's heart and life. In the marvelous name of Jesus, I give you honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name. In Jesus' holy name. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord as you're seated. If this is your first time at First Church, I'm sorry. Normally, you would you would you would have a very distinguished, tall, as you could tell from this thing right here, distinguished, well put together man of God that stands behind this pulpit, pulpit in in Pastor Elms, and uh, Pastor Nathan has done a phenomenal job, but but he made a mistake. And he called me. And, and somebody just going to have to excuse me today because I've come with a whole new focus today. I've come with a whole new desire in my heart today. I've come with a whole new plan. I know you probably came this morning expecting a pretty little nice put together message that's going to make you feel good and going to make you shout a little bit but hear me in this place. I have come with a whole new passion for praise. I've come with a whole new desire to lift up and magnify the name of Jesus. The Lord has brought me to this place to tell somebody it's time to get out of your comfort zone. It's time to quit going to the normal praise, to the praise that you always bring, the praise that you normally saturate this place with. God said, I'm about to do a new thing, so I need you to give me a whole new praise. I wonder if there's somebody that will magnify God like you ain't never magnified God before. I wonder if there's somebody in this place that will maybe lift up your hands if you ain't never lift your hands before I wonder if you can just jump a little oh somebody in this place ought to give God some glory oh you're not hearing me I ain't here to play games with the enemy today we are about to go into some battle and God said I've got something new I'm gonna put a whole new weapon in your hand and it's called the weapon God said, listen, I need some people to step out of the norm, out of the mundane, out of the regular. Listen, I know we heard some great, awesome music in this place. And for some of us, it's very entertaining. But I wonder what would happen if you were to say, you know what? I know that he can sing like a bird, but I'm going to open up my mouth and I'm going to let out a praise that only, oh, don't you realize you got a praise that the angels can't sing. You gotta praise in your heart that God put in you that nobody can praise like you do. Well, well, Brother Luther, why should I praise? Why should I? It's because I feel like God sent me to tell somebody that I'm about to give you a whole new victory. I'm about to give you victory over your situation. Victory over your circumstance. Victory in your marriage. Victory in your job. Victory in your kids. Somebody better hear me in this place. God 
Well, well, well I, I've been clapping my hands. I mean, you know, I've been doing, isn't this one? Can I take it old school? Is that all right, Bishop? Can I go old school? Listen, I love the new stuff. Love it. But every once in a while, somebody ought to come into the house of God and not be pumped or primed or just, listen, you ought to come in with a shout in your spirit. Yeah. You know what, sometimes... Back in the day, they used to call us, they called us crazy. They said, don't go to that church because they're a little shell. They're a little crazy. And you know why? It was because they, uh, we had some elders in here that realized and remembered, listen, I didn't have the money like I used to have. See, we spoiled. We go, we get a headache. We go right to the, we'll go right to the, to the doctor and we'll go right to the, to the store. Get me some, give me some medicine. I'll be all right. You know, no, no, no. But they didn't have it like that. You know what they did? They said, listen, I got a need from the Lord and I need something right now. So I can't wait till my neighbor gets in my way. I need to walk in the church and I need a shout I need to get my praise on why because I realize my praise is going to get God's attention and I got a need and if God is going to do something new I need him to do it with me first what will I get in trouble if I come down here Oh, I'm in trouble. Somebody need to listen to me right now. God is saying in this place, because he has seen many of you have dealt with some situations and some circumstances. Many of you have been dealing with issues that you didn't even realize you had. You're, you're dealing with problems. Listen, we got kids that are going to school and seeing things they never saw before. They're dealing with issues and battles and spirits and all kinds of different things that are coming against them. And they're wondering, God, what am I supposed to do? Hear me in this place. If you are a parent in this place and you got kids that go to school, you are not to wait to come in this house until the music kicks up. You ought to come in here shouting and say, this is, hey, your praise is how your battle is won. This is how we fight. So, 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 so we used to come to this, we'd come to, we'd come to church and we would, we would just, we would shake it and just shout and do all kinds of stuff. And it was so fun. Listen, ain't nothing like getting nice and sweaty in the house of God and just letting your hair down and just getting wild and crazy. You know why? It's because we realize I got a need. God is trying to do something new and he's trying to progress this church to something new. And I'm here to tell somebody God is saying. If you want this new thing, then you're going to have to give me a new praise. Ah, You got an elder shouting. Somebody ought to shout with him. Don't you let him out, shall you? Somebody. Listen, I don't care what we got to do. 
It's time to do something new. I'm shell. I'm crazy. Yeah, I am. I'm crazy about Jesus. I'm crazy about him. And I realize he's about to do something new. And if I'm going to get it, you can start with me. This, this is how we fight. This is how we do it. Your praise ought to be something exuberant. It ought to be a little fanatical. It ought to be a little crazy. It ought to be something somebody says, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, you can get crazy in God. Listen, there's some of you used to act crazy in the club. You do some things. It's, hey, we ain't quit dancing. All we doing it is doing it in church. And we still doing it to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because he's worthy. Somebody dance for victory. Somebody shout for victory. Oh, no, no, that's the regular praise. I need you to get outside the normal. Come on, give it up. Come on, cause God. Yes! Come on, the heavenly is about to fall in this place. God's about to do something new. Oh, but I'm in pain. Praise him anyway. I'm hurting. Praise him anyway. I got a problem. Praise him anyway. starts a whole new day of passion. Today starts a whole new desire. Today starts a whole new victory. Because God said, I'm going to bless you, but it ain't going to be like I used to bless you. I'm going to bless you with something new. I'm going to bless you with something powerful. sit there and look at me all you want. It's too late. Pastor Nathan already messed up. I'm here. I'll try this side. Listen, it's, I wonder if somebody in this place got a shout that will let the enemy know you can't have my praise. You can't have my victory. You can't have my breakthrough. I will shout with the voice of triumph. I will shout with the voice of praise. You know why some of y'all can't get with me? You ain't felt it yet. And the reason why you ain't felt it yet is because you've been used to the blessing that you've been getting. 
You've been comfortable with the blessing he's been giving you. You've been comfortable just getting the, listen, here's the thing. Because as a, as a, as a kid, as a young person, I used to think, listen, I, I, I need to, I need to need to be satisfied with the minimum. I need to be satisfied with just the the normal, the regular, the mundane. We should be satisfied with the minuscule. We should never seek for more. It's because we misinterpreted scriptures like four and six that says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplications and thanksgiving. Let your request be known unto God. Wow. God, I'm asking you for it, but if I don't get it, then I'm just, I'll be okay. I'm comfortable. He said, he said in, in Philippians 4 and 11, in whatever state I'm in, I'm content. I'm okay. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 says, be content with such things that you have. And so as Christians, we, we think, you know what, what I have is, what I have is enough and, and that's, that's, uh, that's okay. And I'm going to be happy because, you know, I, even though I'm seeing all these, these people that are cursing God, they're being blessed. And I see people at my job that don't want nothing to do with me because I'm a Christian and, and they're getting blessed. And, but you know what I have, I'm going to be comfortable with, I'm going to be okay with. And, and we think that all I should have, like in first Timothy six and eight, that says having food and raiment, be content. I'm just going to be happy that I got some clothes on my back and food in my stomach and I should be fine. And God's saying, what are you doing? Don't you realize that I am the king of kings and the Lord of lords? You are my bride. I'm not courting some kind of peasant. I want you to have the best. Don't you realize that I'm more than enough? What? Why are you still asking God for the, for the money to pay that bill? Why don't you ask God to pay it completely off? And we've been so comfortable with what we got. And God is saying, don't you realize who you are? You have royalty running through your veins. For ye, listen, the Bible says it like this. Ye are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people. That means we don't look the same. We don't act the same. We don't talk the same. I might be different. I might look crazy. But that's all right. Because I'm a child of the... Do you realize he never said, I will bless you with the minimum? He never said that I want to bless you with the little. He never said, I want to bless you till you're just satisfied. He said, I never wanted to bless you just till you're content. He never said that I'm going to give you the mediocre, the regular, the mundane, just what you have, the status quo. He never did say that. But what he did say is that I want to give to you until your heart overflows. He said, I want to bless you until your cup runneth over. I want to give you something that you can't even contain. Can I say this? The blessing you have right now and the things that you have right now that God gave you ain't even what he really want to give you. 
I said it. What you have right now is not even the real blessing he wants to give you. He's just giving you that because he knows that that's all you're looking for and that's all you're satisfied with. But the Bible says that when they went and they collected the manna that fell from heaven, each one collected according to his household. There were some big households and there were some small households. God don't bless everybody the same. And he going to bless you according to your need. If you want it, God will bless you with it. And God is saying in this place, I've got something brand new for you. I'm just waiting for somebody to get out of themselves and begin to bless me and worship me like you already got what I want to give you. The real blessing that God has for you is a blessing that you won't even be able to contain. That's what he really wants to give you. He wants to be pouring until you're overflowing. You ever, yeah. You ever, you ever get a cup and just wasn't paying attention and it starts to overflow? First thing you do is you pull back. You know, oh, oh, oh. And we call it a mistake. And God says, no, that's how I bless. I want to pour until it goes into the saucer and on the table and on the floor. I want to bless until you can't contain it. But I'm not looking for the mediocre. I'm not looking for the regular. He said, I'm about to bless you with something so brand new. I want to bless you with something. And I want to do it publicly. I want to do it right in front of your enemies. I want to bless you right in front of the people that are hating on you. I want to bless you right in front of the ones that are jealous of you. Right in the midst of your pain. Right in the midst of your hurt. Right in the midst of your your problem and your circumstance. God says, I want to prepare a table. Right. Right in front of you. I want to give you a blessing and a, a table that is full of miracles. A meal of miracles. He said, listen, the one that really wants it. Anybody ever go to a buffet? Some of y'all like buffets. I know y'all can tell I like buffets. First thing you do when you go to the buffet, when you're walking by, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm coming back for you. And you grab that plate and you begin to, oh yeah, just, and God said, that's exactly what I want to do. I want you to grab the plate of life and I want you to start scooping on some of that, some of those blessings. I want you to scoop some financial blessings. I want you to start setting aside a little bit of healing for your body and healing for your spirit and healing for your marriage. I want to fix some things. Oh, you see that financial blessing? Yeah, pass that, that right over here. That's what I want. And God's saying, I wish that somebody would grab a hold of the gravy of joy and just start pouring it all over your plate because what I got for you is gonna be new but you gotta praise him you gotta speak it out you gotta open up your mouth and do it. Do, do you realize the
the reason why the worship leaders work so hard and pastor is up here telling you to praise him and praise him and praise him. Even he, listen, you go up to pastor and you tell him, listen, I'm going through a hard time. I'm going to, this is happening. This is happening. And I don't know what to do. And he says, just go praise God. And you're sitting there wondering, why do you want me to pray? You are not giving me the answer for my problem. And he said, yes, I am. I want you to go praise God because if you will praise God, God will fix your problem. Don't you realize the power that's in your mouth? God said, I've put something in you that if you will just speak it out, you will see the impossible. You will see the things that you didn't think were probable. God said, if you open up your mouth, you can get the impossible. Some of you don't understand that, do you? Can I talk about it? Listen, the Bible says in Genesis 1, I'm messing you up, I know. Don't worry about it. In Genesis 1, he says, I will create them in my image and in my likeness. That means you could do some of the same things God could do. Well, what did God do? He spoke this world into existence. At his word, the trees were made. At his word, the plants were made. At his word, everything was created by the voice of God. And if you are created in his image and his likeness, that means you can do some of that too. You know what the Bible says? He says that you can call things that are not as though they were. You have the power to say to that mountain, be thou removed. God is saying, I want to open up your mind to something new, but you got to open up your mouth and give me a whole new praise. But we've been we've been so comfortable with secondhand blessings and, and with stuff that we have to spiritually duct tape. Uh, I hope it worked one more time. And God is saying, listen, I've seen your struggle. I have heard your cry. Hear me. God is talking to somebody right now. He said, I am not satisfied with just giving you the normal, with just giving you the mundane. But I want you with hope in your heart. I don't want you in that mess any longer. And if you will bless me, I I will start doing things you never thought I could do. But what about my storm? What about what I'm going through? You know, I'm learning to look at my storm differently. I'm learning to look at my storms differently. The Bible says that Jesus looked at the disciples and said, hey, I need y'all to go on to the other side. I'll meet you there. They were in the middle of doing what God told them to do. And they were going. They were going. And all of a sudden, in the middle of what they were going through, a storm. A storm so bad that they thought they were going to die. If listen, if, if the scripture, if they'd have went 
all the way through without the storm, the next thing you would have read was that Jesus was found uh, on, in the island of, Beth, uh, the island of Bethsaida and, and he was just there and we'd be good. We, we wouldn't, we'd be like, okay, great. Let's read the next verse. But because of the storm, because of the problem, because of the issue, the disciples were allowed to see something they were never intended to see. Do you realize that when Jesus walked on water, there was no point to it other than getting him from point A to point B? There was nothing that was good. Nobody was going to get healed in that. He wasn't going to heal a fish. (laughs) The only reason why he walked on water was to go from one place to another. But it was an amazing miracle. It was something that only that element was allowed to see. Because the element, when it, when Jesus went to the, to the, to the shoreline, he says, I need you to be strong enough to hold me from here to there. You never read that the water said, but it's not in my DNA. I can't do that. I'm not frozen solid. How am I supposed to do that? No, the water recognized who was asking it to hold him up. And the water says, if the master thinks I can do it, well, step on me, Lord. They didn't, they didn't get that. God will sometimes ask for something from you that's just not even in your DNA. And it's going to hurt because that means he's got to walk on you a little bit. That means he's going to have to trample on some things that you thought was in your life. But God's saying, do you trust me enough? You never read the water, say, I can't do it. No, 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 no. He knew. It knew. And because of the storm, the disciples saw something that nobody else was able to see. They saw him walk on water. And you know what they said? Wow. I didn't know he could do that. And God, hear me first church, God wants to wow somebody in this place. If you will just open up your mouth and give God glory, he will wow your situation. He will wow your circumstance. He will wow what you're going through. He will wow your anointing. Wow, W-O-W, walk on water. He wants to walk on water in your life. He's going to do something new. Do you trust him? Listen, there's been some promises. Oh, I feel this so strongly. There's been some promises made to some of you. Some things that you've heard, some things, some expectations that you thought that you used. Lord, how come this hasn't happened in my life yet? And why haven't I seen this happen yet? And God is saying, have you prepared for the promise I gave you? Because what I promised you was going to be something new. Have you prepared for it? The Bible talks about a Shunammite woman that recognized that there was a man that was going to keep walking by her. And she said, you know what? 
I'm going to tear down this wall and we're going to build a room and I'm going to put a table and a lamp and a candle and I'm going to put a chair and a place for him to lay his head. Why? Because I'm going to prepare. I'm going to prepare for his presence. But she didn't realize she was preparing for a promise. She just thought his presence was enough. That's the regular thing. God said, no, 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 no. Because you trust me and made preparation, I'm going to bless you with something future, with a seed. You're going to have something more than what you got right now. And it's going to be new. It, it's like what's happening. The Lord is talking to somebody right now. Why don't you stand with me? I'll give you some hope. This place, when I talked to Pastor Pastor Nathan, said that you, know, you all are in some renovations. I see some painting work and I see some things and I heard that tomorrow this place ain't going to look the same. They're going to tear all this up. You're preparing for something new. Because your hopes is to have his presence. But today, he's giving you a promise. If you will praise him in the new, I will bless you with a promise of something that you never thought you could have. Hallelujah. Now listen, it's going to look messy. It's not going to be fun. I told the story this morning. I'll tell it to you guys. I was, I fly a lot and I was getting, I was getting to a place where I was flying into ATL and, and, uh, and, and, and I said, you know what? I got a layover. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go get me some coffee because I'm Puerto Rican. That's what we do. (laughs) We drink coffee. And so I get get off the plane and I start making my way around the corner. And when I get to the corner, I'm I'm faced with this this construction, this thing. And I look at it and I was like, what is going on? And I look inside and you can see this woman frantically cleaning. And when I walk into the place... I'm stepping over, I'm stepping over paint and, and there's, there's sawdust everywhere and, 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 and sheet rock and everything. I mean, it was everywhere. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I am not getting coffee here. I am a coffee connoisseur. It has to be right. Some of y'all want some coffee right now. And I was like, no, I am not drink it. But you know what? Some just, just, I went up to the lady and I said, and she, she frantic. Thank you for coming in. Excuse our mess. How can I help you? And it was like the Lord spoke to me and he said, there are some people that you're going to encounter. Oh my God, you're in here right now. There's some people in here that are going through some some stuff and your life is a mess right now. There is spiritual paint everywhere. 
there is sheetrock everywhere and it is a mess and some people want nothing to do with you you've had friends walk away from you you've had family members walk away from you you've had certain people say stay away from that one they we don't know what's going on with them and you are in a mess and God is saying listen I put you in that mess so I can renovate you the next time someone sees you you're gonna be bigger and better you're gonna be able to hold more anointing and that's what he's gonna do in this church first church if you would worship him with everything you got he is in the middle of your renovation he gonna make you bigger and better there's gonna be souls that walk in this place that are gonna walk in and they just gonna feel the presence of God But you got to go through some mess right now. It's, it's uncomfortable, I know. You don't, you don't like it, I, I know. But what he's saying is, do you trust me? Because I'm about to do something new. I'm not, I'm not satisfied with just the regular blessing you've been getting. First church, I'm about to do something new. I'm pouring something new in this building. But I'm looking for the one that's going to lift their hands as a vessel and say, Lord, pour it into me. Pour it into me. I'm not important. What do you mean? I'm not important. Listen. I know y'all going to get on me because I'm talking about coffee a lot. But listen, when you ask for a, for a cup of coffee, you don't ask for, hey, can I just get some coffee? No, you say, can I get a cup of coffee? You don't want the cup. You could care less about the cup. They could be paper. It could be plastic. It could be you could care less about the cup. But you ask for a cup of coffee. Why? Because you realize that the cup is synonymous with the product. And in order to get the product, I need the cup. And God is looking at some of you vessels and saying, I wonder which one is going to let me pour myself into. Oh, my God. I want to pour something new and fresh. And I want anointing in you. And it's going to be new. I wonder who's going to do it. I dare you to lift your hands and say, God, pour it into me. If it's going to be new, I want to, I want to be the vessel. Pour it into me because you are more than enough. Not the minimum, not the regular. But I'm about to pour it all. Come on, that's it. It's falling right now all across the building. Come on, that's it. I wonder if you'd give into that right there. Come on. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. 
If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.